This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yazoo City, Mississippi sits on the banks of the Yazoo River, a 188-mile-long body of water that marks the southern boundary of the Mississippi Delta region. The original settlement was founded in 1824, a century and a half after famed French explorer René Robert Cavalier, Sir de La Salle, named the river after the indigenous tribe who populated its shores. The exact meaning of the name is unknown, but some speculate the possibility of it being a Choctaw word for, quote, river of death. A reference to the surrounding region's struggles with malaria and mosquito-borne illness. Struggles that even plagued Yazoo City's development in the 19th century, as it was struck with not one, but two yellow fever epidemics in 1853 and 1878. But over the years, Yazoo City has been plagued with more than just illness and disease. And at the center of one of its most tragic events, the fire of 1904, is an eerie legend that has cemented itself in local folklore story of a vengeful witch believed to have been buried in nearby Glenwood Cemetery in a unique plot surrounded by iron chains. Chains that locals claim were placed there to keep the witch of Yazoo from rising from her grave. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you are listening to Southern Gothic. On the morning of May 25th, 1904, A fire broke out in the home of Herman Wise on Mound Street in downtown Yazoo City, Mississippi. 
The exact cause of the fire is unknown. Some say that the young Miss Wise, whose wedding was to be held later that day, inadvertently knocked over a candle as she prepared. Others say that a spark from the parlor fireplace caused the neatly arranged and wrapped wedding gifts to ignite, or that a young unattended boy had been playing with matches. But whatever the cause, once lit, the fire spread quickly. The wisest home was located at the back of the Yazoo City Business District, the same part of town where the Western Union and Postal Telegraph companies were located. So once the flames spread and took hold of these two buildings, the entire city was essentially cut off from the outside world with no timely means to ask for aid from nearby communities. The fire spread rapidly through town, catalyzed by unseasonably high winds from May that some witnesses described as seemingly supernatural, relating that the flames appeared to jump several blocks at a time. And these descriptions, while hearsay, were not far from the truth, as the heavy winds had in fact taken a sudden shift toward a previously safe side of town, furthering the spread of the fire to epic proportions. By 5 p.m., the flames had finally died down, but a total of 324 buildings in Yazoo City were destroyed. The Lexington Advertiser described the destruction. The reports of the fire at Yazoo City have not been exaggerated. The only buildings left standing on either side of Main Street is the Ricks Memorial Library and the residence of Mr. E. H. Kelly. This includes four-fifths of the business houses, about 60 residents, the Methodist, Presbyterian, Catholic, and Episcopal churches, all four of the banks, the three newspapers, both telephone exchanges, every drugstore in the city, the Western Union and Postal Exchange, the American Express office, and the two livery stables. The loss is estimated at from two and a half to three million dollars. The salvage amounts to little or nothing. of Yazoo City's business district. All that survived the disaster was a stable, two churches, and a single drugstore. Tragically, approximately 3,000 people, about half the city's population, were directly affected by the fire, either as property owners, tenants, or business employees. Yazoo City was left with no choice but to rebuild. On May 27th, the Jackson Daily News wrote, The very disastrous fire at Yazoo City on Wednesday has caused a wave of sympathy to surge over the state for the stricken city. Yazoo City is a prosperous city. It is peopled with a progressive and hustling people who do not propose to let a little thing like a fire stand in their way of progress. Today, 
the fire of 1904 can be seen as something of a benchmark in the city's history, a historical reset of sorts. Old Yazoo City was completely gone, along with much of the city's early records. All that could be done was to start over from scratch, as much of what remained of the community before the fire was left only in the memory of those who had experienced it. And it is from this oral history that a legend grew. The belief that the fire of 1904 was not the result of a mere accident, but rather the wrath of the Witch of Yazoo. Local legend claims that 20 years prior to the city's tragic destruction, a witch was discovered living outside of town near the Yazoo River. The woman, described stereotypically as old and hideous, lured unsuspecting fishermen from the boats into her riverside cabin. Once inside, she tortured the men before killing them outright and burying their bodies in the wooded hillside behind her home. And according to the legend, she danced on their graves at night. But eventually, reports of these individuals' disappearances began to grow, so the Yazoo City Police investigated. The men soon found themselves at the supposed witch's cabin. Several accounts claim that the lawmen discovered the bones of the lost men inside her home. Others say that they found full human skeletons there. But either way, the crimes were now solved. Unfortunately, the witch fled into the nearby swamp. Led by the local sheriff, the lawmen gave chase, but the witch managed to stay ahead of them for quite some time. That is, until she became trapped in quicksand. The old woman sunk fast, and when the group finally caught up to her, she swore vengeance upon the town and the people of Yazoo City with her final breath. In 20 years, I will return and burn this town to the ground. This is where Yazoo City's history and legend begin to intermingle. As oral histories claim that the Great Fire of Yazoo City was ignited exactly 20 years to the day the witch's death, fulfilling her promise. In fact, after the flames died down in 1904 and city residents realized the connection, a group made their way to Glenwood Cemetery where the witch had been buried. To their horror, when they came upon the witch's grave, they found the heavy iron chains that had been placed around the grave had broken in two. Chains they believed were intended to stop the witch from enacting her vengeance. 
that the Witch of Yazoo had clearly returned. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For years, the story of the Witch of Yazoo has been passed down through local oral histories. Until 1971, when it first gained national attention, after local author Willie Morris included a fictionalized version of the tale in his novel, Good Old Boy, A Delta Boyhood. The book and its sequel, Good Old Boy and the Witch of Yazoo, was inspired by events from his own childhood a fictional account of a young boy's adventures growing up in Mississippi after World War II. As a result, some believe the legend of the witch originated in Morris's imagination, that he himself created the story for his novel. He described the old woman as, quote, half ghost and half scarecrow, but all witch. And similar to the legend, she lured fishermen into her home but according to Morris, she poisoned them with arsenic and then buried them on a densely wooded hillside. When the sheriff investigates the witch's home, he finds dead bodies and a woman in a ragged black dress dancing around the remains, reciting unknown incantations. But in Morris's version, before the witch dies and promises vengeance, She's far more specific about the exact day of destruction. May 25th, 1904. To this day, many Yazoo City residents reject the assumption that the entire legend 
was created by Willie Morris. As the story of the witch in her grave was supposedly told in Yazoo City for decades before Morris's book was published, passed down from parents old enough to have heard the tales firsthand. A former director of Yazoo City's Triangle Cultural Center and local historian, K.K. Hill, was quoted in a 2014 article about the longevity of the tale. He said, when I was a child growing up here, it was something in my mother's mind. She threatened me with it. Hill also noted that his mother was born in 1912, evidence that the legend had been around since at least the early 20th century, proving that Morris was not the first to tell the tale. Unfortunately, the exact origin of the Witch of Yazoo cannot be traced, a task made ever more difficult by the fact that much of Yazoo City's records were destroyed in the 1904 fire. But what we do know is that there was, and still is, a grave in Glenwood Cemetery adorned with chains. The original headstone that marked the supposed witch's grave was mysterious in its own right, providing zero information as to who was buried below. It displayed nothing more than the simple inscription of two letters, TW. But again, due to the fire, no records offering additional information exist, except for one that suggests the identity of the interred was in fact a woman, although her name is unidentified. This compounded with the mysterious and atypical chains surrounding the grave are likely the catalyst for the tale. Bolstered by the legend that the inscription TW meant simply the witch. Today, visitors to Glenwood Cemetery are still able to visit the gravesite of the supposed witch of Yazoo. But in the mid-1990s, a new headstone was placed on the mysterious plot. The new epitaph reads, According to local legend, on May 25, 1904, the witch of Yazoo City broke out of these curious chain links surrounding her grave. Writer Willie Morris's classic, Good Old Boy, brought national renown to this vengeful woman and her shameful deed. Eerily, not long after the new headstone's installation, it fell and split in two, giving many locals pause, worried about the witch's power, compounded by the fact that the heavy chains remain around the grave as well, but frequently need to be repaired and replaced. For some strange reason, despite their size, their weight, and the fact that they are laying on the ground, the chain seems to fall apart with a consistency that borders on suspicious. But for the people of Yazoo City, maintaining these chains around the witch's grave is of the utmost importance, as according to their legend, a broken or missing link 
can invite and allow the witch's spirit to return and bring further calamity to the community. And whether the witch of Yazoo was in fact a historical figure or merely a figment of Willie Morris's imagination, the risk of her return to the shores of the River of Death is one they are not willing to take. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you've been listening to Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic is an independently produced podcast created by siblings Brianne and Brandon Schecksneider with the support of listeners like you. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to receive even more content, including ad-free episodes, head over to our Patreon page today. The link is in the show notes. Lucky Lady Shacks. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. My name is Matt, host of the Pirate History Podcast. Pirates rank among the most mythologized and romanticized of all historical figures. It can become easy to forget that pirates were real people that had real-world concerns. If you like tales of high seas adventure, daring do, and also want to learn more about who Blackbeard supported to be king, you can learn more about all of that at the Pirate History Podcast.